Hey everybody, this is Nate Smoyer and you're listening to the Tech Nest Podcast. This is the show where we sit down with the leaders in real estate and technology to find out what they're doing to transform the way we buy, sell, and invest in real estate. If you've got an interest in real estate and technology, stick around. You're in the right place. Welcome everybody to the Tech Nest Podcast. I'm Nate Smoyer, your host of this show. And today we got a solo edition. It is just me. And um, I'm, I'm pretty excited to try and do this here. This will be a, totally different. You know, we got a, I've got a few busy weeks ahead of me. I know it's that time of year where it's really difficult to get people on the show and uh, try not to, you know, bother people's schedules a whole lot. So I thought I'd do something a little bit different. Um, you know, for those of you who, who are raving fans, we've got a few of them out there. Uh, I've done some updates in the past and I thought it was time to do another one. So uh, here's what we're going to do. If you haven't listened to the show first, this is the real estate and tech show. We feature leaders and innovators in real estate and technology to find out what they're doing to transform the way we buy, sell and invest in real estate. Now uh, I've done a lot of due diligence this last year and I continue to look and discover and dig and meet network to find who are the leaders in real estate and prop tech and, you know, even in adjacent industries that are affecting real estate in big ways and leveraging technology to do that. And so uh, this podcast is really all about featuring those people. It's not about, hey, who's raised the most money. It's not about who's the biggest company or who has the highest market cap. Um, Those aren't the things I'm really interested in. I'm really interested in the ideas. Who's really pushing forward? Um, And I would say, you know, uh, we've had a lot of great guests on the show. And, um, you know, I I think that uh, that's what we're going to talk about a little bit here is that some of the guests we had on the show, um, I'm pretty pumped about like where they've gotten to and where they've been. Um, And, you know, I think that uh, we'll see. So I'm actually recording this live. um, Like I'm doing a live Facebook stream and I've never done this before. So I'm going to try and like... uh, uh, see if I can get a few people to join in live. This is going to be totally different. And this is kind of part of what I'm thinking through for 2020. Now, before you tune out and think that this is going to be a rant and rave, uh, ramble, I've got quite a few things I want to go over here. Um, I just want to get this out here real quick. So podcasting live. There we go. Cool. So let's get jump right into it here. I want to talk about some updates on companies we've had on the show. Um, so we've done, uh, I've done, you know, just over 60 uh, episodes the majority have been interviews. Uh, a few of them we've had, you know, a two-on-ones interview. And um, almost all of them have been founders, a handful of executives, a few investors, and other uh, positions have been on the show. And um, I'm constantly getting feedback. Uh, and when I say constantly, I mean, on a very regular basis, I get, you know, different um, emails and messages about people who have they listen to the show and they use it for research. My favorite is when I get messages from private equity analysts who say they're using my show to inform their, uh, you know, uh, investors, what private companies are, you know, making moves and, and how they're, they're moving in the market and what's really going on. You know, that's the kind of stuff that kind of, um, gets me excited that I'm hearing, you know, people are really enjoying the show, but also getting a lot of value from it. And so from that, you know, there's a handful of companies that I think it's time to give an update on what they're doing. But first I want to bring up a quote, or not really a quote, but an idea I recently read. Ben Horowitz of Andreessen Horowitz uh, recently wrote a book. It's called You, you Are What You Do. Um, and I wish I would have written down the quote. 
but the, basically, the, what he was saying was that sometimes progressive ideas really look like bad ideas, and good ideas often look, you know, and feel like safe ideas. And if you're working in, you know, and you're progressing forward, and in the context he was using this was in corporate culture, in company culture. Um, but you know, I think it still applies here, right? When when you're trying to reimagine how we do something, especially if we've been doing it the same way for a very long time, and that's real estate all the way through and through. I mean, it's all been paper, pencil. It's all been by fax. You know, you used to have to go into a building and ask for the book. You know. And right now, there's all kinds of discussions about pocket listings and should they be a thing? And it doesn't matter if they should be a thing or not, they're going to be a thing. You know, uh, Zillow's looking at move, taking away the Make Me Move, which I just recently learned about this week. Um, I think it has something to do with they don't want agents leveraging Make Me Move as a lead gen tool. Uh, that, that's just my opinion on it. Um, you know, you got fragmentation already that exists between MLSs. It's extremely difficult to get consistency of inputs and data. And so the companies that are making the moves and challenging the way we're doing that, I think are doing some amazing things. So let's go down a list of a handful of companies that uh, we've had on the show and since we've had them on the show, what the update has been with those companies. Um, so the first one I want to talk about is Gabby AI. Um, Gabby AI was uh, Roberto Marino is the, uh, the founder of that. And, um, you know, actually getting a chance to interview him. I can't remember how we got connected, but he was from... Uh, Toronto, uh, up there in Canada. And it hadn't even made it to us, barely made it out of private beta uh, that we were able to talk with him. Um, and since our time talking with him, just late last year, I believe it was, he was acquired, uh, maybe earlier this year, I was acquired by Ben Kinney Company. Now, of course, if you've listened to the show at any, any length of time, even one episode, you've probably heard me talk about Ben Kinney because I talk about him in almost every single episode. It's true. Even this one now, again. Um, you know, I used to sell real estate for Ben Kinney in the Bellingham uh, office. Um, I consider Ben to be one of the most influential people in my career. And, um, you know, so seeing the Ben Kinney company, a real estate brokerage who also invests in technology, they've built their own platform called Brivity. Um, they've got a texting platform called Quickly. They own Active Rain. Um, you know, Ben's very forward thinking in a lot of uh, what he sees as the potential. You know, my interpretation of what he's doing is he wants to help agents do a better job in serving their customers. And a way to do that is to offload a lot of the monotonous and tedious work behind the scenes so that they can focus on the customers. And by doing that, you can actually produce a higher volume of deals, which gives, gives you a greater edge over your competition and ultimately makes you the only choice to go to. And his teams are across the country. Um, one of his teams in Austin, Texas, led by Adelina Roeder, is the number one team for Keller Williams there. And I believe he's the number one Keller Williams agent. Uh, so obviously, an acquisition like that is a great move. So good on you guys, Gabby. Uh, next, I want to go uh, talk about Remarkably. So Remarkably.io is the company. And I'll just read you this straight from their website so I don't get it wrong. Improved leasing revenue and asset value with portfolio performance software. Now, I got to go back a few to see where they were on the show. Um, so, uh, but uh, there we go. Episode 44, Erna Malarkey and Anna Lee Derringer. And they're out of Seattle. I actually met Anna Lee at a Cretech event uh, last year in New York City. Shout out to Michael Beckerman and the Cree Tech team. Thank you so much. You guys provide a ton of connections for me. And um, 
getting to hear what Annalie was doing. And I was like, oh my goodness, see, I got to get you connected with some people. And I had talked to her right before that. I mean, basically like, I don't even know that they were officially a company when I was talking to her. Like they, they were just forming it. Well, since then, um, remarkably has gone on to raise 4.1 million and they are killing it. They've made several big, significant key hires this year. Uh, I've met their CTO, really smart gentleman. I believe they brought on a product manager this year. They got success managers and really excited for Remarkably. Uh, Erina is uh, a boss of a CEO and um, both of them know really how to pull together. Um, I mean, this isn't like saying anything about their product, I suppose, but they know how to do an after party. Uh, they, the one they did it in uh, LA uh, after a Cree Tech event as well was amazing. Uh, but it's actually, it, it, maybe it does speak to their product because they know how to connect with their people. They know how to connect on a, on a deeper level. And when you talk with them about what they're doing for owners and operators of large multifamily assets, um, they're helping those investors and those owners and those operators truly understand their buildings the potentials of those buildings. Um, and so uh, I'm really jazzed, really pumped for them, excited for them. I think they're going to go a really long way. Um, hey, I want to just thank everybody, uh, Krishna, Tracy, Christian, uh, Jazz. Hey, thanks guys for uh, jumping in. Uh, any comments, go ahead and leave them below. Um, so anyway, we'll keep on moving here. So one company I'm pumped about, and I think you guys should be following, and I'm, I'm especially, like I feel like I was early on this one, not as early as I wanted to be, um, but I wish I would have had some money in on this one, uh, because, uh, they're, they're killing it, knocking out the park. Uh, back in January, episode 29, we had Pat Kinsell, uh, founder and CEO of a company called Notarize. Um, and if you haven't heard of Notarize, uh, you know, you got to get out from underneath the rock because everything's about to change. So let me just paint a scenario for you real quick and you'll hear why this is such a big deal. So first off, uh, Notarize, since we've had them on the show, has gone on to raise an additional $37 million. So I'm not the only one who sees huge potential here. They're 24-7 digital notary. And earlier this year, I went through a HELOC or, 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 or extended uh, or got a, got a HELOC. I don't know how you say it. Extended, secured, secured a HELOC uh, on a mixed-use uh, property that I have. And... Um, you know, in order to sign the final documents, I had to actually schedule to meet a notary at the coffee shop and go through this. Well, the long story short, it took four weeks. I was ready to close. It took four weeks because of my travel schedule at the time, because of the notary's ability to actually meet with me. When we met the first time, the notary who showed up was late unprepared, hadn't sent me preview documents prior, so I couldn't review and I had to review on the spot. There's multiple errors. And because of the errors, we had to, we had to actually do the, the signing a second time. And so, you know, you, you just got to think through like scenarios like that happen all the time. Well, if investing from a distance is going to continue to be a thing, or if pressure to be fast and closing the deal is going to continue to be a thing, you, you can't be doing mobile notary. And I've, you know, this is my second time using a mobile notary and while it worked out okay the first time, I'm still not very excited about it. You know, meeting in a coffee shop, sitting there with a giant stack of legal papers, you know, and I'm just handing them to a person. I have no idea where they're going. So Notarize, excited for them. You know, they recently announced a partnership with Dropbox. Um, and uh, who was the other partnership? They just, they just announced it. Um, was it... Uh, 
Ellie May. Oh yeah. So Ellie May is a, the new partnership they just announced. They've got a huge conference coming up in Miami, Florida called Rewired. Uh, so excited for Pat and the team over at Notarize. Um, they know I, I'm a fan. I talk, you know, I basically tweet at them almost every week. <laughs> so, hey, if you want me to tweet at you every week, uh, all I got to do is get you on my radar and that'll probably happen. Uh, I like to support the companies that I see that are doing big things. So let, let's keep it rolling here. I realize that, um, by the way, as I'm going through this, uh, the people who are watching live, you're just looking at my uh, screen here that just shows my podcast, but I guess I'm in the upper corner. Uh, I'll, I'll bring some more stuff into the picture here as I, as I talk here. Um, here, I know what we'll do. We'll, we'll pull up Crunchbase pages as we're going through each page. Um, Okay, so let's uh, let's go on to the next one. Uh, one company that uh, also was very impressive to me from the start and uh, excited for them as I continue seeing them progress and get and just expand really at a rapid rate is a company called Reonomy. Now, Reonomy is known, uh, they are an AI-powered data platform for commercial real estate industry. Uh, that's straight off the crunch base here. The total amount they've raised is $129.5 million. Uh, so when you start thinking about like how much confidence has to go into a business like that, this is a lot of confidence. Now, that was their Series D, this is the most recent, for $60 million. So since we had them on the show, 106 out of the 127 has been raised. Um, they've gone through multiple rounds. So, so basically, it was uh, what they call a, a venture series and then they did a Series C, and then a Series D. Now, I, I wish I could explain what a venture series honestly means. I'm not all that well-versed in all the fundraising terms myself, so let me just admit a little bit of ignorance there. Um, but they did a, a, there was a seed, Series A, Series B, debt financing, venture, Series C, Series D, uh, and they are off to the races. Now, Sam Viskovich, who is the, is the uh, head of marketing over there, that's who I had on the podcast. And um, that, guy, that guy's amazing, by the way. First off, super, super smart. Um, and talked to me about both the primary cases, which is you know, people in, investing in real estate, but also edge cases, like people you know, chasing storms and things like that. Um, trying to figure out like if a storm hits an area or something like that. But anyway, you got to listen to that episode. Let's see what, uh, that was pretty far back on the podcast as well. I believe might've been season two, um, or season three, let's see, Rihanna me. and, um, yeah, season, season three, episode 28. Sam Viskovich, the VP of Marketing at Reonomy. I highly recommend go back and listen to that episode because there was a lot of things. It wasn't just like, you know about their product or company. There was a lot of lessons I think that anybody can take away uh, from that episode. All right, now we got to get to one that, of course, I'm going to be biased about. Uh, company is called Avail. You know, and if you haven't heard, this is actually where I work. I'm director of marketing at a company called Avail. We're based here in Chicago. And I got to just tell this story real quick. Um, the way it goes is Avail reached out to me um, earlier this year to let me know, hey, they'd passed 100,000 landlords on the platform. And I thought that was cool. I was doing a lot of videos on, on LinkedIn. And so I did a video uh, and booked uh, Ryan Kuhn, one of the co-founders and CEO for the podcast. So you can also go back and listen to that episode. Um, that was earlier this year, uh, episode 35 with Ryan Kuhn. 
And that's really what kicked off a relationship. And so uh, with my marketing agency called Real Team Panda, I started leading the advertising efforts for Avail. And we, what we discovered really fast was this was a perfect scenario. Um, you know, I had the skill sets and Avail had both the product, the people and the opportunity that I wanted to be a part of full time. Uh, so we upped and moved out of uh, Washington, north of Seattle, Bellingham, Washington, and moved to Chicago. So now here I am in uh, the blistering cold winter weather. Uh, but, you know, since having Avail on the show, they raised two and a half million. Uh, it was very shortly after we had them on the show that they announced that round. Um, now I work directly with our COO, Lawrence Janklow. Um, as I, we're pressing forward, we just brought on a new product uh, 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 manager, a very key hire for us, big deal. Um, and I can tell you right now, I'm not just saying this because I'm biased. Um, if you're not watching what we're doing in the rental space, we're, we're really looking at this in a very different way than everybody else. Um, and there's a lot of numbers thrown around in this space, I believe. Um, but where we're at and what we're doing is next level. Uh, and I wouldn't have moved across country and left behind my agency, uh, if I didn't firmly believe that. And, um, yeah, so anyway, avail.co is the company, uh, go back episode 35, listen to that interview with Ryan. We're going to actually have Lawrence on the podcast later this year and we'll cover more than avail. We'll probably talk more about like operations, culture, bootstrap and startups. Cause there's, I have never worked with people as smart, as gritty, determined, um, and skilled as both Ryan and Lawrence. And I can honestly say that, uh, it totally blows me away every time I get a chance to, that I get to work with them on a daily basis. Cause it feels like, it feels like I should be paying them almost sometimes. And but <laughs> don't tell them that. <laughs> uh, that's sometimes how I feel about it. But um, yeah, anyway, so that, that's Avail. That's where I'm at. And again, they raised a two and a half million. All right, we'll go over one more company we've had on the show. Talk about where they're at um, and uh, what they're doing. And, and I'm, a, I'm a fan of these guys. Um, most of the companies I've had on the show, I'm a fan of. I don't have to like your show to, for, or your, your product for you to be on the show by the way, or agree with it. So, you know, if you're listening to this thinking like, man, Nate doesn't follow me, doesn't talk about my stuff, nothing like that. Um, that's okay. You know, we can still have you on the show and I, I don't even do a debate. Uh, I just want to hear what you're doing and how you're challenging the status quo. Okay. All right. So next one here we got is called Obligo. Obligo, very simply, makes it easy uh, for tenants to move in without putting up a deposit. And so, uh, you know, think about it this way. Like, um, if you're renting an apartment in a center city, I mean, take New York city, for instance, I mean, having a $2,500 deposit is not crazy to think about. Well, you also got to have the first month's rent. So you got five grand, you got to park where you're, I mean, you're paying your first month's rent, but you got to park 2,500. That's a lot of money just to sit and not do anything with. Um, and while, you know, maybe the people in New York City are making enough money, let's go to the edge cases, right? Let's go to like a, a smaller city, say like um, Nashville or Chattanooga or, or, or Boise, right? Even for people parking $1,500 on their deposit is a lot of money to park. Um, and so on a residential unit that I have, you know, it's $2,100 a month for, for, for my tenants. Now, I typically rent to people who share. So it's, you know, divided by four, makes it nice and much easier for people, but still 2,100 is a lot of money. So Obligo makes it easy for people to move in without having to put up a deposit. 
And it goes further. So you, you think that it's just, um, they don't have to put up a deposit, but you're actually saving the landlord the, the process of having to issue back the deposit, which is one of the top complaints you hear from tenants all the time. They're saying like, hey, give me my deposit back. Um, now I do, the, the, there's some different uh, models of this type of product in the space right now. Rhino is another company. Um, we haven't had Rhino on the podcast. We'd love to have them on the podcast though, by the way. Um, let me pull them up real quick. Uh, so yeah, Rhino, uh, by the way, uh, Obligo has raised, um, an additional 5 million and secured a $2 million line of uh, credit, uh, or debt capital. And Rhino has, um, a little bit outpacing them on the fundraising. They had only raised 1.9 up until this past, uh, third quarter. And then they had a huge, like a massive raise, uh, 21 million that they pulled in. Uh, from Kairos and uh, Lakestar in October this year, which is tremendous. Um, but yeah, and so Rhino works it from a, an insurance type model, whereas Obligo works it on a credit authorization model. And they're very different. Uh, one of them is, you know, it's just like you'd file an insurance claim. The other one is, um, I authorize you to bill me and credit me. Um, I believe both of them enable the tenant to make payments or payment installments if there is a claim against them for damage so that you're not hit with a thousand dollar bill, but you're rather hit with a $333 bill uh, and you got three months to pay it off. I know that's part of Obligo's offer, but haven't really gone into the details with Rhino and on their, their service and, and exactly how it works. Um, but yeah, so that's one of the companies that, um, by the way, if we're going to go over my wish list here in a little bit, uh, but if, uh, you know, you want, you got a strong connection over at Rhino and you want to help get them on the show so we can talk through in detail what they're doing, uh, I'd love to have them on the show. All right. So I'm going to end it right there. Those are the companies that uh, I wanted, wanted to bring up and update you on. By the way, if you want to listen to my interview with Omri from Obligo, he was episode 36. Uh, interviewed him back in March. Now, look, I'm not trying to say if you come on the show, uh, you're going to go on to raise a ton of money. What I am saying though, is we've had a handful of guests who've come on the show and gone on to raise quite a bit more. I did the math over 2 million, or excuse me, over $200 million cumulatively between the startups we've had on the show in the last 18 months. Uh, that's what they've all gone. That's what they've gone on to raise, uh, including one, uh, exit. So I think that's pretty good. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm not a investor today. Um, maybe that'll change one day, but, uh, I'd say if you're a betting man, um, you might get the inside scoop when you, when you follow my show. Okay. So we're going to keep it moving here. I want to feature one of my favorite websites that I use for staying up on prop tech. Now you've already seen me, uh, showing off Crunchbase, and I've got a really cool tool for those of you who are watching, you can see this. Um, I've built out quite an extensive list of real estate tech companies on Crunchbase that enables me to stay up to beat on all the latest news and what's happenings um, and all that. And I've got the Crunchbase Pro, so it comes with some more features and visibility. Um, but aside from that, I use Geek Estate. Uh, now, Geek Estate, I believe it's geekestate.org. I never have to type it in, right? Uh, .com. There we go. Okay, that was smooth. Yeah, geekestate.com. Um, now, there's a handful of things. There's a, a free blog section, uh, but the value is in the membership. 
it's like 90 bucks or something like that, a hundred bucks a quarter. So every three months and what you get, and I'll, I'm showing a, a view of it right now for those watching. Um, what you get is a little bit on the inside. You get to be in a, a network where you're not getting pummeled by ads. It's crazy to say that the value prop coming from an ad guy, especially is not getting pummeled by ads, but hear me out on this. The content is all around it, You know, it's described as a mastermind for real estate tech innovators. So only other CEOs, founders, leaders, innovators in real estate are the ones who join Geek Estate. It's not for the average person who just wants to peruse properties. This is for the people who want to take things to the next level, who want to see what the big shifts are and happen in the industries around them. Maybe you don't want to contribute. Maybe you do want to contribute, but you want to cut through the noise. And Geek Estate does that, I believe, better than anybody. Uh, Drew Myers is the guy behind this. He was early over at Zillow. Uh, for those watching, you can see there's several people online right now, uh, right in here. Uh, one of the things I wanted to pull up was the events. It's a cool uh, feature, you know. Even though Geek Estate is not trying to be necessarily an event company, they do events at cities and different um, other conferences across the country. So if you're looking at connecting with other prop tech innovators, real estate tech innovators, then Geek Estate is is the, the network that I, I highly recommend. Tell Drew I sent you. Um, if you don't qualify, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I know there's a little bit of screening criteria. So not everybody qualifies. But uh, if you wanted to join, you could check it out. Uh, Kiki State is, is, a, is a cool network. Uh, Drew's been really good at helping me um, connect with other leaders in the space, especially with you know, finding a few to come on the podcast. Um, now I would exercise one bit of caution. Don't go to Giga State with the idea that you're just going to network and connect and, and just build, you know, your business and, and sales from the people who are there. Um, that's one of the reasons why a lot of people like the network is they don't have to deal with that. So if you're also looking to avoid the typical LinkedIn, uh, you know, people chasing after you and sending you DMs about, can I get 30 minutes on your calendar on Tuesday or Thursday, which is better morning or evening, then Geek Estate is for you. And, and you know, I think you should check it out. Um, that was an unpaid plug. I don't get paid on that, by the way. So, um, all right. All right. Last one here is, uh, that last one. I've got a few sections, but I'm going to wrap it up. I don't want, I don't want this to be too long for you guys. Okay. So, I want to talk through a little bit of a wish list of guests I'd like to have on the show. By the way, uh, technest.io, if you haven't been to the website uh, or you go to any podcast store to find the podcast. Um, number one on the guest wish list for 2020, Robert Refkin, founder and CEO of Compass. I'm fascinated by Compass. Um, they're growing at the speed of a tech company in a extremely high-touch service-based industry. And um, I, yeah, I don't see why not. Um, so I, I would love to talk with Robert. I'd love to hear about what their philosophy is, how they maintain culture uh, through a company like this. I mean, especially because the agents are not employees. So there's, all these, there's always a little bit of a separation there. Um, and so if you're close to Robert, you know, I have reached out, uh, I haven't secured it yet, but you know, let them know, Hey, uh, TechNest is legit. You're going to want to be on it. For those who may not follow all the hype, you know, that, uh, you may or may not know that Compass is backed by SoftBank. Of course, you all hear about them, about WeWork. 
they have raised 1.6 billion with a B that is billion dollars in building their tech, buying other brokerages, buying market share in their advertising. I will say, I love the branding. I, I, I think of Compass and I think of luxury property immediately. They go right together. Um, it's very rare do I see uh, one of their listings break that, like that, that thinking there. Um, I have seen a few, but they seem pretty tight on that. So anyway, Robert Refkin is on the wish list. Um, if, you, if you know him, you're close to him, uh, give us a shout out. Let's make that happen for 2020. Next up on the list, a uh, company I'm, I'm fascinated by because I'm actually fascinated by all storage is Clutter. Clutter is a tech-enabled storage company that lets clients store extra stuff without actually leaving their house. Now, Clutter has actually been on a little bit of buying spree. I saw that they bought some storage units themselves. Um, I'm really interested in the storage business as well, uh, but I'm interested in smart storage. And I'm really, you know, this, is, this gets my attention because I don't think Americans are going to give up their stuff anytime soon. They, they want to keep their stuff, uh, even if they downsize, they want to keep their stuff and they want a good place to put it. Or you need a temporary place to put it because you're like me and you move across the country every year. Um, I don't recommend that, by the way. <laughs> it, it makes things difficult when you, when you got to move across the country once a year. Uh, I'm not planning on moving again for a, for a little while yet. No, we, we, we actually really like Chicago. Um, so clutter has really been coming up. Uh, they've been raising a lot of money, also banked, uh, backed excuse me, by SoftBank. And got their start back 2014 and have done quite a few rounds since then. Most recent round for 200 million, bringing them to a total raised of 296 million. And uh, yeah, they, they send people out to your house to, to get your stuff all stored, packed away. Um, and so, you know, just imagine you move in, you, you bring in all the boxes and then it doesn't fit right? You got to get rid of stuff. Or you're getting ready to move out and you box everything up and you put everything in the garage you want to put in storage. And then someone shows up, says, cool, we'll pack that up and take it away. And that's done. That is easy right there. I like the idea. Um, so Ari Mir, who is the co-founder and CEO, uh, if you know him uh, and if you're close to the company, hey, reach out for me. Let them know, hey, tech, this is the year for the TechNest podcast. Let's talk clutter. Okay. Next up, uh, we're going to go to Pete Flint. Uh, so Pete Flint, managing partner at NFX. Um, but also, you probably know him as the founder and former CEO of Trulia. He built them from the ground up to acquisition uh, by Zillow. And um, NFX, there's a handful of reasons they stand out. First, I mean, obviously, Pete Flint. Uh, but number two is if you read the, the, the content they publish, they've got to be one of the very few um, venture funds that get content marketing. Like, I mean, they get it. They're so, it's so good. They've got video content. They've got downloads and PDFs and reports and guides and tutorials. And it's, it's actually good stuff. They talk a lot about network effects. Um, and, you know, it's part of what they're looking into, like how they uh, invest. Um, they've made a number of big investments in, in, the, in uh, recent uh, history, Ribbon being one of them. I didn't put them on the wish list, but I should have. Um, you know, that's a, a prop tech company there. Um, they've got a few others in here. I'm not going to go in detail of their investments. Um, let me see if it says 107. 
uh, uh, number of lead investments, 142 total investments as reported on uh, Crunchbase here. And, and you can see if you're watching the different uh, categories that they've invested into um, over the years. Um, total funds raised 425 million. You know, that's their own fund. So their first fund they raised in late 2017 for 150. And the, the second one was earlier this year, 275 million. NFX is going to continue to be a player um, and someone to, to recognize. It doesn't mean that they're only going to be prop tech. And clearly they're not making that uh, play is their only play. Um, but P Flint understands the business. He knows it. He gets it. Um, I've listened to a few podcasts with him, so I'd love to have him on the show. If you know Pete, you know, let him know. Let's, let's make this happen. All right. Moving on to one that I don't know if this counts as prop tech. I'm going to say that um, I could be proven wrong. I'm happy to be proven wrong on this. I've met Brian Ma, the CEO of a company called Divi. Now, if you're from Chicago, not Divi Bikes. Divi Bikes are the ones that it's something like, I just saw a report. It's like one out of five Divi Bikes has been stolen. <laughs> Which, it makes me wonder like, hey, these bike things, is it really going to work out? These scooters really going to work out? You know, I don't, I don't know. But anyway, Divi is making it a little bit easier for people to uh, acquire in, uh, homes, to, to become homeowners. They do it through rent-to-own models. And, you know, they're focused on those second tier cities. Your Cleveland, uh, I believe Chattanooga was on that list. Atlanta, um, maybe Memphis was on the list when I first looked them up. You know, they've done quite a bit of, of raising. Um, they've got quite a, a lot of debt financing. Obviously, they're, they're buying homes and leasing them back. So there's, you know, quite a bit that you have. It's a, it's a very capital intensive business. They did $120 million in debt financing uh, end of or October of last year. Uh, this year, they raised another round of $43 million, uh, but it was not debt round, to my knowledge. And so, I like Divi because I, I think that what they're doing is they're making it easier for people to become homeowners. Now, I don't personally think that your personal home is always uh, the best investment. You'll hear that said a lot. I don't think it is. Um, I tend to side with Gary Vaynerchuk on this. You know, hate me if you want. Come at me, bro. But it is what it is. And um, I, I like what Divi is doing in this space. Uh, I think it's uh, great um, when people own their home, especially if they've never had stability, it is a game changer for their life. And so I commend them. So let's make Divi happen 2020. Okay, um, here's a company that I see everywhere. And maybe it's because I'm looking, but I see them everywhere. I'm, I'm fascinated by their marketing. I'm fascinated by their their press game, and I say press game, strong, real strong. Um, and I'd love to talk to almost anybody over there, but especially, you know, we'll talk with the CEO, uh, ideally. I've had no discussions with anyone over at VTS, also known as View of the Space. And uh, Nicholas Romito, I believe that's how you say his last name, or Romito, uh, is the founder and CEO of... VTS. They've raised 187 million to date, started back in 2012. Um, and they're described as empowering landlords and brokers to better attract, convert, and retain valuable assets and tenants. They do the whole nine yards, lease management, asset management, um, you know, uh, everything you would need to manage a large portfolio of commercial and multifamily property. Um, you know, they handle that. Now I've never used their product. I've never gone into the details of it. Um, but like I said, it, seeing the marketing, seeing them everywhere, 
Um, the constant move and success, I believe they hit unicorn status. Let's see here. Let's see if, uh, yep. So they hit unicorn status, which means they were given the coveted $1 billion valuation earlier this year, uh, came right around the time they raised their uh, uh, money back in the second quarter. Um, Series D, $90 million is what they raised. Uh, Brook, Brookfield Asset Management was the lead investor on that. Um, yeah, I, I think they'd be really interesting to talk to. I'm very fascinated by the, the players that are in the large commercial family space. Um, there's a ton of different ways you can slice and dice that market. It's really also interesting that you could get, you know, three customers with an enterprise level product and have almost immediate scale depending on who those three customers are. Um, and that's one of the things that's fascinating that, uh, I don't think it sounds easy. That's by no means easy to accomplish, but that's a very fast way to, to build out some scale. So anyway, let's get VTS on the show 2020. If you've got a connection, reach out, let's make that happen. Um, okay. Let's do a little bit of housekeeping items and we're going to come in and start wrapping up the show. Uh, first off, technest.io is the domain. If you go to the website, you'll see on the, uh, the top, get on the insider's email list and it'll take you to our email list. If you're not on the email list, here's what I can promise you that you will get on the email list. You will get alerts of new episodes and you may get invitations to be uh, included in articles on other websites. So for instance, uh, this week, an article is going to go live with uh, PropMoto. Uh, a lot of our former guests will be quoted in that article in getting a, uh, their take on, hey, what, what should founders and, and new prop tech startup uh, leaders or investors know about raising money, right? And so if you want some of those PR opportunities, there's going to be more of those uh, in 2020. There may be some that include working with Avail. And so you're going to want to be on that email list. Um, it gets no advertisements. There's no promotions. You will not get spammed. I don't sell anybody's list. I just use a tiny letter email serve. So I don't even have it MailChimp or anything else. There's no fanciness to it. It's just get on the insider's list. Um, it's the right thing to do. And I appreciate it. I would love to get your feedback and input. What changes would you like to the show? Um, you know, I can bring on different types of guests, more types of one type of guest versus the other. Um, oh, shoot. I totally forgot this. I missed, I missed one of the, the guests that I really want on the show. Okay, let me, I got to hit on this one and then I'm going to keep moving. Hello, Alfred. They are, um, uh, they've got two founders, Jessica Beck and Marcella Sapone. Uh, they've raised $52.5 million. And they are, uh, listen to this, with more than 1 million home visits to more than 40,000 households and residential buildings across eight state cities. They're helping build, they're building the future of urban living. But Hello Alfred is like next level uh, amenity, hospitality. Anyway, I don't know them. I've never had any discussion with them, but I can tell you when we moved to Chicago, the amenities, hospitality, everything that was like coming into like our building was a big, big deal. And I see this growing and becoming even more important. So if you've got an intro to Hello Alfred, please uh, let, let's talk to them. Also, their branding is on point. So love it. All right, wrapping up here. So talking about changes to the show, 
uh, changes to the show format, types of questions you want to hear, information you want me to gather. What would, what could I do that would help your investment strategy, research strategy? Um, what's companies that you want to know more details about? Uh, shoot me an email. Just use my avail email, nate at avail.co. That's nate at avail.co. Because uh, that's easy for me to just manage one inbox. I still have my Real Team Panda and my Gmail and, and like four other emails if you find them out there. They're on the internet. Uh, but shoot me an email, nate at avail.co so that I can, uh, we can connect and talk through what your suggestions are. I'm an open book. I, you know, this show, I, it, it's my show, but um, it's only valuable if the community finds it valuable. And I want to make sure that, you know, other people are finding this valuable. So, um, and the last thing is, uh, if you run any events, so you do any conferences or live events, you know, I, I'm interested to the idea. I haven't done this before, except for at Housing Wire conference. Uh, Housing Wire's uh, initial conference. Shout out to Clayton. Appreciate that. Um, but I would love to podcast at your event. Uh, we could set up a little podcast booth or station, uh, set it up and, and do some intros and collaboration. Again, shoot me an email, nate at avail.co. I'm open to opportunities, domestic and abroad. Um, and uh, yeah, let's have a conversation about what that would look like and how we could work together. You know, prop tech is my industry. It's where we're going to, uh, I'm, where I'm staying put and want to continue giving back to this industry. And so, um, you know, kind of what I was talking through in the beginning of the show, we get a lot of people that are new, that are on the cutting edge and get them featured before they blow up. And I want to continue telling those stories. I'm, I'm interested in the ones that have raised a ton of money, just like the ones I just went through on my wish list. But I also want to talk to the ones that are just getting by. They just raised a family and friends at $200,000, you know, and, they, and they're, they're learning the code and, and all that. That was available, by the way. Another plug for Ryan and Lawrence. Um, so yeah, let, let's make that happen. Let's talk about your event and how we can do some uh, live podcasting. Last but not least, head to the podcast store. Uh, go to open up your podcast app, type in TechNest, and please leave me a five-star review, uh, rating and a review. Uh, both help the podcast get further traction, uh, get in front of other people, uh, and encourages me. That's my feedback loop. Tell me I'm doing a good job, or at least tell me I'm not doing a terrible job. Just say, hey, Nate, you know, the podcast is okay. It's not the worst I've listened to. Please, someone leave that exact review. Uh, I'll send you a Starbucks gift card or something, <laughs> you know? Um, anyway, yeah, that, that's it. Uh, find me on social media at Nate Smoyer at TechNest podcast, all one word everywhere. Uh, social media is available. I appreciate for the people who tuned into the live stream. Uh, I never do live streams. So, um, that was kind of fun, you know, never, never know what to expect when, when you do them like this, but um, you know, it's a lot of good, it's a good time for me, at least. Uh, I'm going to wrap up here. I've got a huge week ahead of me. Uh, we've got some investor meetings. We're heading to New York City. I wish I could tell you why, but you'll have to wait uh, to find out. And uh, yeah, anyway, um, that's all that. Appreciate everyone and your, and your feedback. And tune in next week for a new episode of TechNest Podcast. See you later. Well, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to the TechNest Podcast. Hey, don't forget, you can get on the email list. You never miss an upcoming episode. That's technest.io. That's T-E-C-H-N-E-S-T dot I-O. Get on the email list. Uh, go to the App Store, whether you found us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you found us. Leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. 
And if you've got a guest or someone that you'd like to recommend, or if you think that you'd be a great guest on the show, hey, send me an email, nate at realteampanda.com. That's nate at realteampanda.com. See you guys later.